Legend of the Five Rings actual play podcast. I am your storyteller for this amazing game, Mikey. You can follow me on my personal social medias at Pop Culture Geek. You can also follow us collectively at DD Vibe Tribe Production. Make sure to give us a follow to stay up to date on every single actual play podcast and pop culture podcast we got going on. There's something for everyone. And yeah, you're all invited to come join our world. As always, I am joined by my amazing cast of players, whom without them, this story is not possible. So we're going to go around, do some introductions, plug any projects they got, as well as who they are playing tonight. So without further ado, Eeny Beeny Miny Mo, Will, you will be the first person to go. Hey, everybody. I'm sorry. I was like in the middle of a sneeze when you said my name. I am Will, or Halfling Wizard. You can find me on social medias under Halfling Wizard, D&D Professor, and Death Drop Dice. You can also find me as a player and a DM on Adventures Twitch channel. I do various projects over there. And of course, you can find me here. With, and, for, and I am playing. Yeah, I'm excited for tonight. Got some stuff planned. Hello, hello. This is Chris, a.k.a. Riku. I, you can find me on uh, social medias as PupRiku or PuppyRiku, depending on the app you go on. Just search for either, you'll find me. You can also find me here on the D&D Vibe Tribe in Friday Night Fights, playing in there, and as well as DMing the Academy. And tonight, I will be playing Kaito Shiba from the Phoenix Clan. It's been a while. I got the. I think it was Phoenix Clan. It's been a while. Sorry. Hello, it's Amador, your favorite normal guy you can find me nowhere else i don't really do anything but i'm also a lovely another a lovely campaign a call of deep where i play an ankle biting goblin but today i will be playing yeah i actually took a nap for this hi i'm michael i <clears throat> i'm a swedish pro wrestler and you can find me online at uh, mick or morbult if you need spelling uh hit me up yeah i'm Fairly tired, but I'm caffeinating and uh, leaning back. If I don't respond, please yell a little bit and uh, I will hear you. Of course, we'll always yell at you. We love you. for. And of course, who are you playing tonight, my good man? Oh, yes, I almost forgot. Thank you for the reminder. I will be playing the group uncle, Akoto Ikigai, Lion Clan Samurai of some renown. Hello, hello, everyone. It is I, Josh. You can also follow me on TikTok at MG Preacher. And as well as you can find me on many actual play podcasts here on the D&D Vibe Tribe. But tonight, I will be playing Yakakaina Kaze of the Ikoma family of the Lion Clan. Sweet. And of course, fortunately, we are down a player tonight. Our lovely Shodai, played by the amazing Adolfo, cannot join us tonight. He is living life and performing as Diego de la Fiesta at the New Jersey Renaissance Fair. By the time this episode comes out, it'll be done and over with. But if you ever see Diego de la Fiesta at your local Ren Fair, make sure to go support him because we support our homies here at the Vibe Tribe. 
But with those introductions out of the way, let us jump into tonight's episode proper with a bit of a recap. So last time on Furosato, after completing day one of the Topaz Championships, and not to mention winning your bet with some Lion Clan brats, per se, you guys collected your reward and headed into town for the small little festival that was going on about. Majority of you decided to join Shodai after he spent some dinero to buy a giant thing of takoyaki. And upon finishing said takoyaki, your mantis samurai that you guys have befriended Hitoshi led you guys to an abandoned building where you guys just hung out on the balcony and watched the firework ceremony portion of the festival. And for the first moment, we got to take a look at all of you guys finding that moment of peace and kind of just being able to be teenagers with making memories and things like that. Again, it was one of my favorite moments that I've created so far in this game, and y'all were amazing with it. And of course, after the festival fireworks ended, y'all made your way back to the Dueling Academy, where you guys ended deciding to share a singular room, and y'all just ended up falling asleep in the same room, drifting off to Dreamland, reflecting on the moments that you guys have made together so far. And that is where we're going to pick up. So all of you are still currently in this singular room. The morning sun begins to somewhat fill the room as the birds begin to chirp and the faint footsteps of the servants at the Dueling Academy. You can hear their pitter patter of them walking around preparing for the morning as the sun continues to rise. I'm going to roll the dice to see what happens. Alrighty. So by the dice gods, Kaito, you happen to be the first one to be awake. <laughs> so, as Kaito wakes up, he sees as everybody is still fast asleep, and as gracefully as a man of his size can traverse everybody in the room, he is gonna head outside to the front porch... And it's going to take a little time to ride out on the front to do a little bit of his meditation. Cool. And as he does, he's probably also going to take a walk around the building, just enjoy the mornings he has with nothing to do, no chores or anything, just taking in the serenity of the place before it starts getting busy again. Okay. So you go ahead and do that. Uh, so... The next person to wake up is actually going to pee Mio. <laughs> yep. I'm pretty sure Mio would have woken up the minute Kato started moving around. He's probably, what's he doing now? Yeah, Mio, more than likely, Mio saw Kato go outside. And Mio will go and prepare some tea for the two of them. I think this is probably something they've done before. Like morning tea. Yeah, I definitely see it as something that they've done before. They've been friends yeah. in their clan for such a long time. It's almost like a morning routine to yeah. them. So I'll go, he'll go in and get some tea and maybe something sweet to go with it. A sweet treat of some kind. And he'll take it out onto the front porch and get it all set up and wait for him to come back from around the building. Sweet. 
Alrighty, so while that is happening, Yaka and Daidoro, you guys end up waking up next simultaneously. Morning. Yes. I just turn and I'll look at him. Morning. And Daidoro looks at you with, because Daidoro has pretty longish hair, so, and I would see him being a bit of a drooler in his sleep. So he just has a glob of hair stuck to his cheek and looks like some kind of like ghost story monster that they tell kids that they tell kids in the area that would get them at night if they were misbehaving. He just looks terrible and he would just look at you and like warning and would come out of his bedroll cocoon, making his way like a zombie towards the bathroom to start freshening up for the morning to come sure enough <laughs> so as as he goes off to the bathroom or whatever to freshen up i just as i set up out of my roll i just stretch and then when i step outside i do like morning calisthenics get my blood flowing and everything so i'll do like push-ups i'll do some setups some jumping jacks and a little bit of running in place just to get the heart pumping and get the blood flowing and then I go to the bathroom to freshen up. Dang, popular place. <laughs> All right. So at this point, Hitoshi and Himiko, they respectively get their stuff together. Shodai is just still like fast asleep, deep sleep. I think he's still sleeping off the amount of takoyaki he had the night before. <laughs> so it's going to take him a bit to get up. But as everyone gets their morning routine done some of you are freshening up some of you are enjoying some tea one of the dueling academy servants comes around the corner holding a couple of them actually are holding some trays and uh, they approach all of you and say special breakfast order courtesy of the whole entire dueling academy and as you take a look at the local spread, so of course there's a little bit of rice, there's a little bit of some eggs on the side if you wish to pour them into your rice, as well as some other breakfasty items. You will need your strength for today, as today's competition, you're going to need to expend a little bit more energy than you did yesterday, both body and mind. And they individually place the meals where you guys are at, and then they give a slight kind of bow before heading back over to deliver the rest of the meals to the rest of the participants. Um, Dadoro will give like a slight bow, more focused on trying to get to his bowl as fast as possible, and just attacks it like a starving dog. Morning is not his prettiest time of day. I feel like that's I feel like that's everyone, but I'm just imagining it. It's just like not, I was just say like, I can hear right now. Just hear the ceremoniously. Yeah, Mio is the complete opposite. He is very specific how he eats, what he eats first. It's very organized and yeah, he's very he's, compartmentalized. Oh yeah, yeah, very much. This goes with this goes with that. This is by itself. And he eats very, he eats slowly as opposed to like very quickly. Kaito's not like diving face first into his food, but he doesn't get as proper as say Mio does. It's like somewhere in between Mio and everybody else at this point. Oh my goodness. 
So Hitoshi and Himiko just join the rest of you guys as they eat. Shodai just comes stumbling out and stupefied like his pajamas just like one like side of just like all lopsided is messy. His hair is all in a mess. But as soon as he sees food like that sleepy expression automatically changes into what you've come to expect from Shodai. When it comes to food, this man's is all over it. So he grabs his food. He adds, you see him take something out of like his pocket, like seasoning and just add it (laughs) on top of his food. And then he begins to. It's weird because he sit down, but it's like very meticulous as he's eating this thing in a fast pace. Shodai is a a weirdo, but we love him. (laughs) And as the rest of you begin to finish your breakfast for the morning. You guys begin to get ready for the competitions. And actually, if y'all want, y'all can go ahead and you can go scout out if you would like to get a glimpse as to what it is that you're going to be doing today. So does anyone want to do some scouting real quick? Take that up real quick. Cool. As you go and scout for the events Days you notice from all basically from all the stuff that you guys were given at the beginning when you guys checked in, of course, you were given a quote unquote schedule per se of what exactly it was that you guys are going to be doing. So as you go ahead and take a look, not only at the pamphlet, but you do your little rounds of where everything is going to be. You, Taidro, you notice that today's events are divided into halves. So the morning half is going to be having three different competitions. And then the second half of the afternoon after lunch is going to have the remaining three. However, what also catches your notice is that after the day's events are done, rather than have a free day like you guys did yesterday, Tonight is the annual banquet that is always hosted at the Topaz Championship in which all of you get dressed up in your finest kind of regalia and you have a meal hosted by the owner of the academy. In addition, there is also tradition that you guys offer your clan's gifts to the host of the Topaz Championship as kind of honor system, all that stuff. But you don't got to worry about that until later that night. But yeah, as you take a look at the events, the house serpent wasn't kidding as today's events are a lot more physically based and a lot more mentally based. So you're going to need your wits about you today, especially for the physical events for today. (laughs) Do I know as Dairo, do would I be able to recognize at least as far as the physical like games go? Do would I like how I recognize that first one in the first day? Would I recognize any of them? Any recognize any of those now or actually yes. So as you're doing your scouting, your surveillance, and as you are looking around. You do notice that as far as the first half of the day, the very first event is probably going to be one of the most physical taxing. As you notice, the servants setting up a bunch of different wooden weapons, which is based on it that this test has to do with weaponry. 
But as far as what that means is we'll have to get there when we get there. But you can also notice on the schedule, too, that besides weaponry, at least in the afternoon, you guys will be tested on archery as well as on your little schedule. It also says that you guys are to be tested on your hunting skills as well. Now, that's for the physical stuff. The other events are more of the mental and the academic portions of it, which, of course, I'll just go ahead as your little schedule. Your morning events are your weaponry, your poetry and your law exams. And then the afternoon is go archery and hunting. So those are the six events that are on your schedule for today. The little go in there. That's cool. Okay, so I would, so Dairo at this point, after looking like he's spending a day at a Disneyland or Universal's with the pamphlet out and wandering around the, the ground blindly, he'd uh, go back to the rest of the group, probably either still finishing what tea they have left and their breakfast and give them the rundown of today. The first half is going to be more physical and only go as far as he knows so he would only see and have noticed like you said the web the wooden weapons and things like that so yeah easy enough you give this information to the rest of your friends so to speak and with that the rest of you guys get ready you guys gather the necessarily material that you're going to need for the morning portion and as quickly as you guys got everything together Make sure everyone is with you and you head out to your first event. As you guys are walking, just because we're going to keep this up, as you guys are walking towards your first event, you feel a presence. You can't pinpoint where this present is. And as you are looking around, you guys just shrug it off. You look to the left of you, to the right of you, up, down, behind you. Can't really pinpoint what this is what this feeling is until you turn around and standing in front of you like a ninja is a icky guy. <laughs> I suspect that you had oh. a fun night last night. Hopefully it doesn't uh, tarnish your efforts today. I don't know about everybody else, but I'm definitely well rested. I feel like last night is honestly exactly what we needed. Or at least what I needed. I agree, yeah. How was your evening? That's beautiful. What kind of paperwork? It's always paperwork. He is technically all of our uncle. Only by technicality. He's our gunkle, if you will. Our group uncle. I'm Looks glad him. it's in and uh, keeps moving. Would you be able to fill us in more on the physical events or would that technically be cheating? I don't know. GM, would that be cheating? No, technically it wouldn't be because every samurai, every official samurai has to go through this. And so these events, while the order may change, all of them are still pretty much the same. So technically it's not cheating. And I will say this, should you choose to fill them in on, I don't know, tips and tricks per se, when they go to roll, just as mechanic wise, I will reduce the target number by one because they are getting tips and tricks from somebody who's actually done this before and succeeded, no less. Gamer, if you will. 
pro game strat. <laughs> I'm going to do an early 2000s pro gamer move and give them the cheat codes. And I'm writing this down in my old notebook. Now it's up, up, down. <laughs> 2000s were a no. wild time. It's the, it's the Ikigai code. As someone who performed these things, these trials, at a very young age, I don't remember a lot, but I've been to a few of these, uh, a few of these trials. And the most important thing is blank. Yeah, probably that. Do I have to roll anything? We're able to do. If you're going to hit hard enough for your opponent not to get back up again until you're done. Trying to hit you. Yes, that is true with most things. But not with all. No, a Levine will not will not stop hitting you if you hit it. Have you a launch? That is. You speak from you, you speak from experience, Uncle. No, I've I've known badger samurai. They're essentially crab samurai, but dumber. Excellent warriors, though. But they just don't have much. In the words of the great Roku saying, they don't have much going upstairs. The wrong things. Either way, it's many years ago since I've seen a badger samurai try to suplex a mountain. To be fair, it was a mountain top, and it was a small mountain. Technically, wouldn't that be a hill? No, if it's a pointed end, it's a mountain. I see. Okay. I wish the best of luck to everybody. In the pro game strats. <laughs> Alrighty. So with that. All of you, including Ikigai, you guys make your way over to the site of your first test for today. And so as you arrive, I won't say you're the last group, but as you open the tatami doors into one of the main kind of dojo, lots and lots of different potential samurai just milling about around the edge of the dojo, just sitting and waiting until the proctor of said exam makes their way in. And so you guys find your way in, you guys find your seats. And after a couple minutes or so, the doors open once again and walking in dressed in a familiar blue and white crane clan kind of regalia is the proprietor, the proctor of this exam, and the owner of the Dueling Academy himself, Kikita Toshimoko, the guy that you guys ran into the first day when you checked in, as well as seeing him out and about throughout the whole entire uh, first day. So it makes sense that he would be your proctor for exam. So as he walks in, you just hear the muddled whispers of the very young samurai kind of whisper to each other. You catch like glimpses of what they're talking about, some of his feats, how he's one of the best duel kind of duelers out there, one of the best samurai when it comes to combat. And he just finds his way to his to his kind of head and just looks around the room. Yaka, he notices that you are standing and without saying anything, he just nods, giving you the sign that you may have a seat as the rest of the samurai kind of fix their posture and turn towards him. Ikigai, you find yourself a little closer to where Moko is sitting. 
since you technically are not a participant. So you're just off to the side a little bit as you're watching everyone else. Yes. So you get to sit and you get to watch all the action unfold. So the rest of you, as you guys are turning your attention to Toshimoku, it just takes in a deep breath. As with any good samurai, one must be skilled in not only their weapon of choice, but they must master the movements and be able to adapt on the fly. And that is why I am your proctor for your weaponry exam. You will select from the variety of wooden weapons we have, and then you will be randomly paired off and you will commence a mock battle until one until the first strike has been given. Upon that, you are to stop, you are to bow, return your weapons, and we repeat the process until everyone has gotten a chance to complete their weaponry exam. And just clapping his hands a little bit, many servants just walk in with a variety of weapons. Now, before we begin, please choose your weapons. And as you guys take a look around at all the weaponry, you see now, of course, the first thing you notice, these are all wooden weapons. There is no actual steel attached to these things. So think of now I'm pulling my age here, but think of all the wooden weapons from the very first Kingdom Hearts game where you, that tutorial level had all of the wooden we weapons. I know I'm showing how young I am. That's how it is. <laughs> so all you're these playing with someone you're playing with someone who goes by the nickname Riku. Okay. Listen. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. But anyways, yeah, so you notice that there's no actual steel attached to any of these weapons. And there are four different types that you guys can choose from. So just as a clarification from DM to players, mechanically, it won't really matter which weapon you pick. It's more of the actual roles. Now, when we get to the actual steel weapons, those are different properties, which we'll get into later. But all of them are wooden. And you all notice that you can either pick from a sword, a spear, a club, or a staff that you may use as a weapon for your exams. Going down the line, I'm interested to see. So once again, sword, spear, club, and staff. So starting with, we're going to go in reverse order. So Yaka, what is his weapon of choice? <laughs> I'm going to go with a Yachty. It's a spear, more or less. Ooh, the spear. Love it. Oh, wait, I think. I, yes, I have heard of it. Ooh, I just got the picture in my head. It looks cool. Now, of course, it is wooden, but still the design is pretty much the same. But ooh, nice choice. Daidoro, what weapon of choice are, have you chosen? I was going to do a spear, but I think I'm going to switch it up and do uh, Tetsubo or the club. Yes, I love it. All right. So I'm just making sure I jot this down. So we got a then we got a club. Alrighty. And Kaito, what is your weapon of choice? So Kaito is gonna choose the staff. And I'm assuming it's like a longer bow staff type. Yes. Yeah, I think with Kaito with how he how he is with his creativity, he likes how not just with the fighting, but with just plain creativity, he can get with a bow staff. Baller. Alrighty. And then, of course, last but certainly not least, Mio, what is your weapon of choice? So go with the bow staff. Because it's what you trained on, what he's most <laughs> comfortable with. 
Sweet. Alrighty. So, as you each pick up your weapon, you get a feel for it. You test it out a little bit by moving it around, practicing some strikes with it. And as everyone finishes grabbing their weapon, these servants randomly pair you all off. Now, of course, none of you are facing your comrades or your little friend group. You are facing other participants. But as each of you begin to line up, Toshimoko at the very front of the dojo just says, remember, good luck, good sportsmanship. And as always, stop at first strike. Any more than that will result in a disqualification and consequences. So make sure that you uphold the Bushido when it comes to dueling. Now, as he puts his hand up, begin. So here's what I need all of you to do for me. So you guys, like I said previously, because Ikigai gave you the tips and the tricks, the target number, the challenge rating for your role is going to be reduced by one. I'm not going to tell you what your target number is now. But let's just say it's going to help. So here's what I need. Remember, first, you're going to pick your elemental ring that you're going to use to roll your dice with. And then you are going to use a martial arts melee check as the skill for this one. So remember, you have ranks in the martial arts melee skill. You add that number of white die to it. If not, then you're just rolling your elemental die. So I'll give you guys a little bit to figure that out. And then we'll go through what you picked and what you ended up getting. The guy for you, you notice your nephew and his friends are all being prepared to basically do a mock kind of one-on-one -on -one duel. So as you're just sitting there, you notice that I'll say for you, you notice that even though it's really living less than 24 hours, you can see that not only your nephew, but his friends, there seems to be a ferocity and more of a vigor than when they initially arrived yesterday. So you're interested to see how everything is going to turn out. <laughs> the power of friendship. I can't wait. All righty. So let's go through the roles. I'm going to start with you. So. Walk me through your process. What elemental ring did you choose? And then what was your end result of your roles? Child, this is going to be good. I honestly didn't know we were good to roll ahead. I thought we were going to tell what we were using, then roll. So my bad. But honestly, I'm going to be using... Okay. I'll tell you what I'm rolling, and then we'll just circle back to me and tell you what my end result was. But I actually have a skill point in melee fighting, but I'm also going to be using my water ring because my movements need to be fluid and I need to strike hard as a tsunami wave. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Alrighty. So we'll, we'll start. Daidro, what ring did you use and then what ended up happening? So it's a mixed bag here, but... First off, the ring I was using is firing. Just using a heavier weapon, Tadro would understand that he's going to try to use his momentum and more, of, and more of, for lack of better words, violently striking an unwavering barrage of just attacks. So whoever's going against him is not going to have a great time 
trying to just handle the weight and then yeah and he's a smith who so blunt swinging heavy top top heavy weapons is his thing since he's always swinging a hammer but i got two opportunities with strife but i know we're not worrying about strife and two success two successes with those two successes you have cleared the weaponry test oh, so we got you know what? Uh, because you pass, you're going back and forth with your opponent. So how does Daidro give the final strike? So the way I would see it is they would be trading blows back and forth, trying to... Uh, and when I say blows, it's mostly like trying to parry each other or blocking it with our respected weapons. And when it came down to that final strike, Daidro would just use just this really wide and like heavy string and just bring it straight horizontal and just completely not necessarily blowing out his shoulder but probably blowing out that poor kid's shoulder and just swiping him unexpectedly with a with that feverish attack so as your club makes contact with your opponent both of you just stop you regain position and you bow before heading off to return the weapon and finding your way back to your seat. So that is one, Daidro. You have completed your weaponry exam. Okay, Kaito, you're up next. So what was your approach and what happened? So Kaito, using his bow staff, is using the water ring as trying to do fluid moment, very fluid movements with the staff. It's really odd how this man can move. And... In terms of the role, he got success and opportunity with strife. Okay. How does Kaito deliver the final strike? As him and his opponent are trading, clashing on weapons, spinning around, he takes, he does this kind of move where you see him slide backwards as he goes down lower and then almost with the palm of his hand shoves the the bow staff upwards so it basically pokes him right in the chest yes i love it so as the bow staff makes its target you and your opponent reset you bow return your weapons and also make your way back to your seats you kaito you end up sitting next to daidro as both of you just take in the fact that you guys have succeeded <laughs> That was very flashy and very cool. He he likes the, he likes the artistry of fighting. He doesn't act. The odd thing with Kaito is that he's not much of a fighter. He doesn't enjoy fighting. But in terms of the weapon artistry around it, is how he likes to do things. He does put flair on it. He does try to, but he makes sure every move is with a purpose. Sweet. Alrighty, so we're gonna jump around real quick. Yaka. What was your elemental approach? You gave it to me, but then what ended up happening? Got three successes and an opportunity. Jesus Christ, bro. <laughs> Sweet dragoon on a cracker. <laughs> oh, that definitely, that's definitely a success. So how does Yaka give the final strike? At first, Yaka quote unquote starts to lose by making it look like he's having trouble keeping up with his opponent. Luring his opponent into a false sense of security. And then in the blink of an eye, 
Yaka just grips hard down on his yachty and just starts smacking the other person's staff to the point to where the guy's constantly having to move his hands back and back because he keeps striking like almost where his opponent's hands are at. And then once his hand, his opponent's hands get so far back with one hard hit, he knocks the yari out of his hand. And with a flare, he rotates his yari over top of his head and he brings it down to where it's almost hitting him and where the blade of the yari would be. It's not hitting him, but setting right at his. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that was nasty and I loved it. <laughs> okay. So. Diaka, this is really the first time in this competition you've actually got to hone and actually utilize your skills when it comes to being a tactician. So not and I will say this with those three successes, not only do you manage to pass your test, but you can tell that around the room, your friends included, you notice that there's a lot of eyes beginning to wander to you as a lot of them show either looks of being impressed, looks of intrigue, and also a little bit of a puzzling look as you see a couple of them begin to reassess their strategies. But yeah, as soon as you make the final strike, you and your opponent bow and you go and join your friends who are also pleasantly surprised. Kaito probably is giving... The same, like, I remember on the first day when we were doing the Sumai, Mio and I were, were gave that little golf clap to Himiko when she won. I'm doing the same right now. I just smile and I bow at my friends. Fierce like a, fierce like a lion, this one. Fierce like a lion, this one. He is a lion. <laughs> he is a lion. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. So, of course, last but certainly not least, we come to Mio. Mia, what was your elemental approach, and then what was the result? Fire, as an overwhelm. I wanted to overwhelm my opponent, and, and I have skill points in melee. So I rolled two successes, an opportunity and an explosive success. Heck yeah! <laughs> Dang! Y'all are doing great. So that is definitely excess. So for Mia, what does the final strike look like with his bow staff? spars it's he's painting a picture everything's smooth and the way his body moves and the staff moves with him and it's very concentrated it's very specific to where your my opponent is very much like what's going on right now and then it's like like japanese calligraphy if you think about it and it's that fast and it's and then i would sweep his feet out from underneath him but as he falls i would catch his catch him with my foot and lay him down softly and then put my staff at his throat. Yo, that was hardcore and I loved it. <laughs> I love the imagery in my head. But yeah, and because of the, the explosive success too, similar to Yaka, eyes look at you, Mio, including from your friends. As again, this is a technique that the takedown is essential, but the way that you're able to just gently put your opponent on his back without hurting themselves as they take the fall, but still also to do, nor have attempted to do as up after that. Yeah, so you help your opponent back up. Both of you just bow, return your weapons, and Mio, you return to your friends as you take a seat with them as well. I feel so bad because I literally 
like side swiped my opponent with a big fucking club and these are guys are like don't worry guy i got you but it fits it but it fits though with nitro he's just he just goes out there and he gets the job done yes sir (laughs) oh my goodness so as the four of you converse with each other your rest of your friends end up doing pretty well showed i as Aloof as he can be sometimes and singular focus when it comes to his food. You're actually quite impressed with the bow staff as he's able to. I'm just this is just where my brain is going kind of just with his staff. He's able to do something similar, except where he moves his staff in a way as a distraction before getting low and just using the staff to just stab in an upward motion and hit the chest of his opponent, which means Shodai has passed. Hitoshi, with his club, also does the same thing as you, Daidoro. It's a little bit rougher than you go, but he's able to also make first strike. And then, just because I think it's awesome, all of you guys look around and you turn to see Himiko, who's the only one who actually picked up a wooden sword, and she just holds it in her hand. She bows to begin her weaponry exam. And before you even know it, her opponent with the bow staff tries to come in and just in a quick flash, you just see her kind of just not even move her entire body. She just without even looking, takes a sidestep and with the sword, just quickly points it and hits the neck gently and just flourishes it before bowing, returning the weapon and returning to you all. And she just looks specifically at Kaito and Mio, just gives a little smug look and then just goes and has a seat next to you guys. She's it's like the equivalent of moving your hair, be like, not breaking a sweat here. Have you seen nice? Have you guys seen Spy Family? Anya's Anya's face, that smug face. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's what she's giving. That. The memes. Yeah. It's a good manga. It's a good anime. Spy X Family. Y'all should go watch it. But yeah, and so. Congratulations, all of you have passed your weaponry tests. And as the remainder of the participants to begin to finally complete Oshimoko, after the last bit has concluded, just stands up, looks at all of you. And you can see that there is a faint smile, though it doesn't really peer through all that often. And just says, congratulations to those of you who were successful in completing your weaponry exam. Those of you who do not lose heart, as you still have the rest of the day to complete your exams. Now, go forth, change out of your combat gear, and put on something that's going to be more comfortable, as you're going to need to feel comfortable for these next two exams. And with that, he just bows to all of you. As the entire dojo of young samurai bows to him and he promptly takes his leave. So as everyone else is gathering with their friends, either regaling in the successes or comforting those who lost. Ikigai, you make your way towards where your nephew and his friends are. Just pretty much everybody across the board succeeded in their exam. Young samurai. You have performed exemplary. Thank you, uncle. We merely did our best, Uncle. As you always should. 
But the day is not won yet. There are still other things that need to be done. Not to mention the banquet, which is by far the hardest thing a samurai can expose himself to. What do you mean that? Young Crab, have I mentioned that I'm a diplomat? Not really, but with as much paperwork. And when he says paperwork, he does the air quotes that you do, I could imagine. I deadpans him? Yes, paperwork. As a diplomat, I have to be very meticulous in my research about everyone that will be attending court, for that is the way of the coma. We need to know what we're getting into. Same with the Kodo Tactician School. You need to know what you're getting into and how to be able to handle it. Might I suggest that you do some research into seating arrangements, what to talk about, who to talk to, and quite frankly, the most important part. Will we be getting different hosts, or is it just one one host? The deadpan continues. Poor Daedro. <laughs> like a nervous chuckle. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. So as you guys continue to have this conversation, we will transition to the site of the next exam. So at this point, you guys still talking. You guys have changed out of your combat kind of attire into something more comfortable. And as you guys continue to walk towards the next site of the competition, you arrive at once again the large open garden, which was where the Sumai competition happened the day before. But now instead of the platforms, you just see just rows of pillows set up in the garden with a variety of different proctors seated on one side. And as you come into the garden, you see in this very elegant kind of dragon clan kimono attire you see a female proctor come out with her fan just elegantly walking into the garden and she just folds up her fan and looks at not only your group but everyone else who has made their way to the garden and she says welcome to the next part of the topaz championship and your second test for today my name is Taiyu of the Dragon Clan, and I will be your proctor for poetry. And she just, again, takes her spot at the head of it, has a seat and says, Now, two by two, you each will be coming into the garden and you will recite a poem of your own creation. I recommend that you use your poetry to be more of the themes of Bushido, or if you have more abstract concepts, you may use that as well. We will be looking at not only your wordplay, but how you're able to evoke the emotions from your poem. And with that being said, you guys each pair off, and two by two you guys will enter in the garden, but each of you will have a different proctor. So, 
Here is your second roll for today. So you are now facing the poetry exam. So here's what you're going to do. Once again, you're going to take a look at the elemental ring. But the skill that you're going to be using is the composition skill. So you're going to first pick your element. And then if you have any ranks in the composition skill, you're going to add those white die to your black elemental die. So I'll give everyone a little bit of time to get that all sorted and then we will go. So once again, Ikigai, you get the luxury of sitting next to the proctor for this exam. So as you make your way up to Taiyu, she notices you and from behind her fan, she just gives you a little faint smile and then just looks at you as you're taking a seat and then focuses her attention back onto the test. And she, without even really looking in making eye contact with you, Ikigai, she kind of whispers to you, your nephew shows promise. He's been doing pretty well so far. Of course he shows promise. My have times have changed since we completed ours. Let's see how your nephew and his friends do. I'm quite intrigued by that group. So am I. I think they're going to do great, provided they finish with good scores. Alrighty. So we're going to go in reverse order this time. Mio, you're going to be first up. So what element did you pick? And then what was the result? Okay, so I actually picked the void to attune to the spirit, the spirits of sort of creativity and that sort of go into a almost like a meditative state where the poetry will just flow out of me. And I got two successes, an explosive success, and an opportunity. <laughs> that is a pass. So I know I'm going to put everyone on the spot with this question, but what is the theme of your poem? And then just give me some key moments of said poem of how you're able to become an orator and kind of evoke the message behind your poem. So his poem is about honor and love and how the two live side by side, hand in hand. He talks of, in the poetry, talks about the river and its bank and how sometimes the river overflows, but the banks are always there. And just really centers around nature. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it's when he's telling the poem or when he's reciting this poem, this is completely off the top of his head. And he's just creating it as he's standing there. And it's just as though the words just flow and he, is, he has no control over them. It talks about a love that is unknown, that is longing to connect, but a fear that the connection will not happen. Yeah. So it goes along that line. <laughs> Listen, I'm a weirdo. Like creativity is what makes me super excited with these things. So I love creativity. But yeah, as you, Mio, as you're able to communicate this, your proctor in front of you, you see them not only follow along with what you're saying, but there are also key moments when you say certain things that they are taken through the journey and you can see the pure bliss and enjoyment that comes from your skills as you finish your poetry the proctor kind of just gives you the signal of you passing 
and gives you a bow and you have passed your poetry exam. Cool. Okay. Kaito, you're up next. So what was your element and what was the result? I'm going to tell you the element and what I got first, and then I want to explain what I did because I've been thinking about it. Damn. So I'm excited. Kaito rolled two blanks. Oh. On Void. Uh-huh. Essentially, as he gets up there, he takes some time to actually... He's... He, through everything and all the information he got, he, he knew that this one was coming, so he had something prepared ahead of time. And he goes into it full force, emotion, theatrics, all that. But in reality, it's coming off like a shitty 2000 Zemo song. At one point, like, he gets like halfway through, like almost halfway through it. And he, see he sees the Proctor's face and it goes, well, can't win them all, I guess. And just walks. He knows he's... He before he even gets the sign of he failed, he just he's yep, I know, but not really embarrassed, but also like the okay, I'm I'll, okay, I'll be leaving now. Okay, just, deuces. <laughs> yeah, this is just something that he knows he's not good at, and so he just accepts fate <laughs> for it. Um, poor and I, I'll say that Mio has shared this poem with him quite a few times, <laughs> so he knows exactly <laughs> what I did in there. I'm just imagining this is- Oh no. He just went on a full rendition of My Chemical Romance's Helena. Oh my god. Listen, as comical as that is, unfortunately, and to no shock to Kaito himself, but that is not a pass. But it was great though, I loved it. You're up, my friend. What element did you use and what was the result? So, Dadro used fire. And that's Mostly because the way he's trying to present his poem and when we get into the things that he speaks about it, depending on whether or not he passes or whatever it may be, he's very passionate about it. He's not much of a writer, but like he, he tries. Just like Kaito, he tries. He can appreciate the craft. But as far as result results go, I got two successes with Strife and a opportunity. <laughs> Sweet. Okay, that is a pass. So, what is the theme slash topic of your poem? So, going into his his own passion of forging, being a weaponsmith, blacksmith, whatever it may be his trade, he uses that as an analogy for bonds and how bonds are like are wor like worked metal. It takes time and care and a special kind of temperament to really strengthen and build those bonds and craft them in a way that you can appreciate them and not ev and he would even touch on how some bonds won't be the most perfect during the making during the process of making it and like how metals are can be just as temperamental as people and and that sometimes it, it could be extremely difficult and arduous during the process, but what comes out and the final product being is something beautiful and to revel at that because it's created by your own hands and created through your hardships and things, your ups and downs, whatever it may be. And yeah, that's how he would deliver. And I kind of want to use that one opportunity to add that 
extra layer of passion in his voice. Like he's finally being able to speak his mind for once through so, through an art form he hasn't really tapped into, and he wants to. Yes, I love the untapped potential. <laughs> but yeah, so while the approach Daidoro is not as flowery and as flowy as some of your other compatriots, that passion is clearly shown through. And your proctor, while at first taken aback by how passionate you are with your poem, they fall entranced into the power that you, and meaning that your words are giving. And they're able to follow along. And at some extent, they nod as you are making your points with your poem. And they just fall in love with how passionate you are and give the sign that you have passed. And that, my friend, is a success. And you have passed your poetry. We love it. Okay, last but certainly not least, Yaka, what element did you use and what was the result? Okay, I used air. And keep in mind, I was more of a fighter or tactician and not a poet. But for some reason, the dice gods have blessed me. I have two explosive successes and a success. Holy crap. Okay. So that definitely will get you a pass. Poetry thing is just short and simple. It's a haiku. And I went with the uh, the air element because it can be his tone, his temperament can be soft, like a cool summer's breeze, and also be violent and forceful, like a hurricane or a typhoon, I think they would call it over there. And believe it or not, I actually was able to think of a small haiku that I could use, and it's talking about internal strife. An internal strife. An internal strife, often defeating oneself, not for a lion. Short, sweet, simple, I love it. But yeah, just with those words alone, your proctor is just taken again in and begins to you see the gears begin to turn in their head as they're dissecting this poem analyzing the language and the words and the meaning behind it and is just in pure bliss as they recount their words (laughs) so your proctor gives you the symbol that you have passed and you go enjoy your friends now for the rest of your compatriots Hitoshi while struggling finds his way to a pass as well. Himiko, this is Kaito and Mio, that when it comes to written and oral forms, this is where she thrives. (laughs) And so she is able, in her poem, be able to use the figurative language and the various use of similes and metaphors to convey a very nice flowery poem that uses the theme of change and how important it is by comparing a winter day to the blooming of the spring flowers and all that stuff and it's just like you two have heard her practicing this way too many times and that she always would make sure that it was good to go so you were the unfortunate participants whenever she grabbed you to hear her poem but being able to see it performed in this way and kind of in this kind of setting, as perfectionist as she is, 
You could tell that there is a love and a passion, and this is what she does. Now, then we get to Shodai. <laughs> now, I want to make a disclaimer. He is not the most creative when it comes to his poetry. But the one thing that we all know that he falls back on and what he knows very well is his food. And as all of you are turning to hear his poem, for whatever reason, don't ask me how, don't ask me why, but he is able to use his knowledge of food and kind of turn it into a poem to relate it to how food is the gateway to the warmth and the joy of life and whatever <laughs> happens. And so, like, he's comparing the foods to different emotions and all this kind of stuff. And the proctor, you just see a singular tear just fall down his cheek as he is entranced by Shodai's poem. And just with that singular tear, gives the thumbs up and dabs his face to prevent any others as Shodai turns to all of you and just, including Himiko and Hitoshi, are just looking at him with a very perplexed look. And he just gives his goofy, normal Shodai smile as he walks on over to the rest of you. Yeah, is, for whatever reason. Shodai is the king of BS. The <laughs> absolute king of BS. I love it. Honestly, I think Adolfo would agree with that Shodai is the king of BS. Oh, yeah. Have you witnessed uh, everything he's done in the past? Oh, he is the king of it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love it. But yeah, so minus Kaito, but it doesn't really put a dent in his spirit. The, both, all rest of you have passed your poetry exam. And before you guys even get a chance to get comfortable, your proctor gets up, walks out, and she just stands up. She congratulates you all. Thank you guys for a delightful afternoon. To those of you, who passed, your skills of words is sometimes going to come in handy, as action alone can only take you so far. You must be able to use your words in all kinds of settings to sometimes talk your way into and out of different scenarios. But now that the more abstract portion of the test is done, let's get to the more concrete. And as she stands up from the garden and walks to the door, that kind of leads into a building. You see the tatami doors open up and walking from inside the room is pretty much a duplicate. Well, it looks exactly Taiyu. And you guys can assess that this is her twin sister. And so as she walks past, she's now that you have taken care of my exam. Now you have to face my sister's exam and just Taiyu walks in to close the tatami doors and the twin kind of walks forward and sits and says, now that my sister has given you the easier part, now let's get into the important bits of where your words matter. And she just from her kimono just takes out and places a bunch of scrolls in front of her. Welcome to your law exam. <laughs> <laughs>